You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, what's up, kid? <laughs> what up, dude? Hey, how's 4-0 sound? Sweep. How that sweep is, it is. Ugh, that is it. Um, I mean... See you to Brooklyn. Thanks for playing, I guess. Thanks, guys. I mean, yeah, it was real. It was fun. That was fun. Was you know, we'll, we'll spend time talking about, you know, was Brooklyn ever for real? Was the series closer than the 4-0 would let you, lead you to believe? Did the Celtics end this franchise forever? I mean, from a Celtics perspective, the, the story is going to be great. Survive in advance. You made it. Yeah, you, you made it. You made it around without Rob. Great news into a round two matchup against maybe a, um, a you know, a Bucks team that's hobbled or a Bulls team that you think you destroy, um, which would be great. It's probably it's going to be the Bucks. Um, you know, Chicago, such a poser team. Um so we'll preview that a little bit because it's looking more likely than not it's going to be Milwaukee. Uh, how you think the Celtics look, you know, kind of leading into it, um, which is all fun to talk about. But that's the Celtics perspective. On a national perspective, it really is the the collapse of the Nets, which is super interesting and intriguing. I don't know how much Celtics fans want to hear about it. It's just fascinating to me that this team went this way, you know, um, and just so kind of like helplessly hopelessly flailing along here and losing this game um and losing this series and just watching Kyrie just do nothing after after game one and then just dap everybody at the end and hug them like you know I love did you freeze on me in his post game did you freeze on me dude because I I can't okay oh I'm back you got me back yeah I think you're back now I want to say this John well, what? real quick, what I was saying when I got locked up, over, under, and how many times Kyrie Irving says the word journey in his uh, post game tonight? <laughs> yeah. Seven and it's, a half. It's yeah. just part of, it's part of my journey. It's the journey. Oh, yeah. It's all about the journey. Yeah. Well, they're all going to be taking a journey to, you know, a beach somewhere because I think that's, that was the mentality for a lot of these guys. Going Credit to Blake Griffin. I thought he uh, kind of kept the team, uh, you know, engaged as best as he could. And Kevin Durant obviously looked more like Kevin Durant tonight than, than he had all series. But that being said, they locked him up when they needed to his most. Shout out Grant Williams provided some some solid, very solid defense on KD when when you know Tatum couldn't be in there at all times. And um, Celtics, listen, they, it wasn't a pretty game from the Celtics from start to finish. They played kind of sloppy in the first half, but they still maintained the lead throughout. Um, they're they're just a tough, tough. Um, they're just a tough out right now. Like the Celtics, even even when they're not on their game, they're they're just so 
They're tough to score and they make every possession difficult for you. I mean, you're two of the greatest scores in the league made it very, very hard on them each and every game. I know Kyrie Irving had that really hot. What really one quarter of basketball where Kyrie Irving really had in, you know, fourth quarter of game one, they still lost. And by and large, it was pretty, uh, pretty quiet, pretty non-existent the rest of the way. I mean, I, there's, there's questions on that entire roster from Duran on down. Um, Claxton might be, Oh my God, there you go. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, there's Simmons. He's, uh, yeah, he's, he's standing. Okay, he's hanging up. Yeah, hanging he, out he, with, he, with the crew. He was able to pose for this picture. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even, even even with the even with the bad back. So man, that's uh, a great that's a great pick. Credit to credit to Ben for being able to pose for this one before <laughs> the before the team parts. Uh, you know, yeah. parts ways and heads out for the rest of the offseason. But yeah, How many of these I guys mean, we're gonna see on the team. People, next year, I know. people will joke about that. It wasn't that one, two, three Cancun effort. They played hard. They actually outplayed the Celtics. They they outplayed the Celtics in effort in the first half, I think, in terms of like 50-50 balls and hustle plays and this and that. You know, I thought the Celtics were okay and they still had an eight point lead. And if you're Brooklyn, you had to feel pretty shitty about that. Totally. I think that just kind of like took the wind out of their sails there where they, they were, you know, Durant was actually taking shots tonight as opposed to game three. You know, it was, it was obvious that that was the, you know, that was his intention to get going early. And to his credit, he was, you know, there, he was their, you know, he was their, their go-to guy. Um, it just wasn't enough. I mean, the Celtics just kept coming by with other guys. I thought, you know, they got some huge, huge shots from Grant Williams tonight. Um, you know, when Tatum was in foul trouble, I think Jalen Brown stepped up when he needed to. Marcus Smart had some big shots, uh, you know, just taking it to the hoop, um, being aggressive. Um, they just got a nice, like, all-hands-on-deck sort of second half, which was extremely necessary. Um, and they they deserved the sweep. You know, I, I thought, you know, even though Brooklyn made it interesting in a couple of those games, the Celtics were clearly, clearly the better team in this series. They looked like a two-seed. And the Nets, to be honest – a lot of smoke, a lot of, a lot of talk about the Nets pulling it together and being lethal, and some of it was coming from us. Um, and I know there's a lot of people, a lot of people I'm seeing in the chats that are demanding um, something from uh, one John Zanis. I won't say apology cam, but it sounds like that's what they are demanding. Um, For what? I, what? I, I think maybe you were a little bit um, hesitant to um, pick the Celtics, although you did. It kind of came with the caveat. Um but I mean, I don't think it's possible. The Nets, the Nets, the the Nets were the you worst. You were wrong about the Nets. I think the Nets were the worst first round opponent for the Celtics, and the only team that they could have played that could have beaten them. I still think it now. So no, not apologizing. These other teams are garbage. These other teams are hot garbage. Give me a break with it. Okay, Chicago's down Middleton, and they just beat the bull. They beat the Bulls by thirty points. I don't want to hear it. These other teams are garbage. It's true. I mean, yeah. I mean, they, I, I still garbage, think- garbage, and and absolutely, and they they won all of these games, but the games were 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 close-ish. This is not like they freaking ran. Yeah, they didn't run them off the floor. So I, I I stand by that. I just didn't. You know, you expected the Nets were going to take a game or two, but I mean, give me a break. Yeah. I did. I mean, listen. I picked the Celtics in seven, so I'm 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 wrong in the I sense. Said where I, six. I, I said six. I said six. You said six, but only if this that. I said six. Yeah, but you had the Celtics down two to one at one point in that prediction. So that that's when you wish you probably could have taken. Two, I said two, six. Two, you said two, seven. Two, but uh, but I'm the one who has to. I I had more faith in the Celtics than you, but I have to apologize. 
Yes and no, because it was it was <laughs> it was the way you were talking up the nets leading up to your prediction that came with a, a, with an insurance plan. Um, but that being said, it, it's it's water under the bridge at this point. We'll get him to guys. We'll get him to apologize about something someday. Yeah, I just have to be have to be wrong, and once I'm wrong, I'll apologize. Yeah, it will be someday. I just gotta. It it, yeah. Eventually, yeah, I'll be wrong about something, and then I'll apologize. Yeah, eventually you'll admit that you were wrong. Uh huh. But um, (laughs) I don't know how you can pick against the Celtics. It doesn't matter to me whether it's Bucks, whether it's Bulls. I just you can't pick against this team right now. They they are they're on one. They're they're playing their best basketball. They're healthy. Knock on wood. They're healthy. They're they're the team right now that's not getting not having been getting bad injury news. Um, and if you play a Bucks team without Middleton, Middleton's the Celtics killer. So without Middleton, I mean, I'm not. I'm. I don't want to. I don't want to get too ahead of myself here. I'm just really not that concerned. I don't think. I don't know how you can be that concerned about against a Bucks team that doesn't have, you know, their second best player and a guy that's killed you over the years. You know, tons of offense for that team. Um, you know, is is Giannis extremely difficult to cover? Yeah, and yeah. so was Kevin Durant. So was Kevin Durant. So I, I'm pretty confident in the Celtics team that they can figure it out. Um, and again, we'll wait for that series to end. We're not going to start breaking down a series that didn't start yet. But just, I guess, if you, you know, anything on this game specifically, John, that, that, that stood out to you? What stands out to me is our new sponsor that I haven't oh. had a chance to tell people about. Okay, let's go to the sponsor. Yeah. Is, it show, is it showing on the screen yet? It is not showing on the screen yet. Hold on, let me get it up on the screen. Drum roll, please. I'm having Wi-Fi issues with um, our new sponsor. Please. Is until it I, see, I think it is. Until I see it, I'm not going to say anything. Okay. Well, you you really you really jumped the gun on the sponsor. Reed. I did, but I didn't expect to be having you know we'll my Brock this whole thing out in the um such heavy Brockton Wi-Fi issues uh, in, here uh, about the game. I'd say the whole game and a whole, the whole series definitely lacked flow. Right? You know it. it you could never really get it going. I felt like last two games for sure, the Celtics had the nets at arm reach, arms reach the whole time. Could have at any point in time put them away, but also responded to every single nets mini run. So like to their credit, but so in, in a lot of cases it was maddening because you're like, just slam the door already. You know, you get it up to yeah. 10, 11, 12. They did that multiple times each of the last two games, 15 last game. And they whittle it all the way down. But again, to their credit, when these runs would come, the Celtics would stop the bleeding in time, push it back up to four, six, eight, and give themselves enough breathing room. Tatum fouling out was a different dynamic because then it was like, okay, who's going to shoot here? And, you know, you come out of the next timeout and Jalen just dribbles it off his knee and they, they were they, no, they were passing the ball around. Nobody wanted to shoot. So the first couple of possessions were like, uh-oh. So you were yeah, worried they, a bit, and they were playing the clock. It felt like, and you they were just, worried they couldn't close it when Tatum went out. And credit to them, they did. Um, but yeah, it's again, it just it's hard to get a sense of it, you know, because Tatum was both spectacular but like maddening at times uh, tonight. Smart had an awesome game. White offensively had one of his better games, so we still just don't ever want to see him shoot a three again. Um, you know, Al was big. Rob looks totally out of sorts, but we'll talk about that and we'll give it to him. There's rust issues. That's totally fine. Yeah. Uh, but there's there's plenty of things to nitpick, but it's all bigger picture sort of stuff. Um, you know how they're looking heading into uh, heading into round two right now. Um, One thing, uh, Jalen Brown was saying something about hamstring issues popping up in the second half here. Something to keep an eye on. There's my sponsor. Do you see it? Uh, yeah, we. I was gonna I was gonna try to 
lead into it by saying that um, you know Rob's going to be able to get fresh now, fresh, and have some extra time to to get himself where he needs we, to be. We have a brand new sponsor on the Garden Report, and I think all of you out there have heard of Hello Fresh before. Farm fresh, pre-proportioned ingredients, seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on Hello Fresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. America's number one meal kit. So again, uh, check this out. As we said, the vegetables and the produce and all of this stuff comes right to your door. Uh, it goes farm. Basically, it's I'm not going to say farm to table. It's farm to your table. Um, it's farm to easy. Mailbox. Yeah, farm to doorstep. Uh, it's awesome. You can pick your favorites. There's 50 different weekly options so you get a lot of variety you'll never get bored of the stuff they have uh it's really tremendous quality stuff uh we're getting a batch we're getting several batches delivered to the garden report people so we'll give yep. you all of our i might yep. i might do a cooking i might do a live cooking uh show on on maybe yeah on exactly uh so so we'll, we'll give you all of the goods here but uh again we just want to tell you uh go to hellofresh.com slash banner 16 is that correct? Banner sixteen. So, no, I I noticed that too. I didn't want to say anything, but okay. All right, I'm sorry. I'm just gonna keep going. It's sixteen meals, so maybe that has something to do with it. Um, yeah, there are seventeen banners now, but we don't. You know, one of those banners was probably a joke. And we're shooting for eighteen. Maybe if they win this one, they'll take one off the board. Um, yeah. But yeah, banner sixteen. We couldn't get seventeen free meals out of them, huh? Which is just to get the promo code. To no, win. no. Okay. So, we'll so 16, 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's pretty good. HelloFresh.com slash banner 16. Use the code banner 16 up to 16 free meals. That's pretty good. It's gotta be uh, a free, it's gotta be a free gift. I mean, you don't get charged for a gift. Yeah. So once again, that's of course not. That's that's what free is gratis. Free gift. Um free gift. Yeah, it's a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. All, all gifts are free, right? Um, all right, we're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to put our heads together. Um. Once again, HelloFresh. HelloFresh, America's number one, number one meal kit. Okay, go check okay. it out. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll let everybody know what I get delivered. I, I'm expecting some good, some good uh, ingredients. Anyways, let's move on. Let's let's just move on. New graphic, please. On. Before I will, I will. I will. I'm gonna leave it, it on takes the screen. Ten right minutes there. between graphics over there. That's tough. I got I got my Wi-Fi issues these days. Um, so yeah, Bobby and Josue are there. Sherrod's at the game too. <laughs> He's got multiple post-game assignments for a zillion different outlets. So uh, we'll get to him if we can later. But we know Bobby and Josue will be jumping on uh, and tons to talk about here. Uh, Jimmy, what's on? What's what's first and foremost on your mind? Like, what's your number one takeaway? Not just on tonight, but on the series. The series to me was this was the and for for us like you know people who have seen Jason Tatum play it's not a complete surprise to us but I think if you're if you're a, a casual or if you're just a national you know watching the game of the national broadcast yeah just poking in a, for the first time right this has to be a Jason Tatum like coming out party type of series for to see what he was able to do against Durant he went toe to toe with one of the best players in in the league and really a player that will go down in history as one of the best um, and he kind of had his his say in things like hey you know like like the you know you're going through me like you know like this this is this is how it's going to be now for a long long time you know the celtics led by jason tatum are, are going to be a problem and that's kind of how i felt um after a couple games and and sure enough tonight um you know and obviously he was in foul trouble 
for much of this game, but he still had his moments where they were, you know, he still hit the big three, still drove to the hoop. And, you know, he had the swagger about him. It's something that we've seen for the last few months now. So to me, that's my main takeaway. I'm not saying that the Celtics only won because of Jason Tatum, but that's just, you know, he's kind yeah. of elevated himself to, again, to that upper echelon. You can, you know, there's a lot of all-stars, you know, there's a lot of stars, but there's only a handful of superstars. And I think we've been talking about how he's in that like five to 10 range, but I think a series like this kind of gets him up to that. Like five. We weren't Jimmy to be fair. Cause you and I were in line with this when the season began and you know, Tatum, who I don't think had, you know, I, I don't think he had a big step forward year last year. And then the way that he started this year, you know, and we always use like those top hundred lists as comparisons and this and that, and how do people view him? Yep. I think he was fa- fairly cast outside the top 10 in that kind of 12 to 15, 12, 16 range in a class with very good players like Booker, Booker, Mitchell, Mitchell. Trey young, all of those guys, perfectly good company, outstanding players to be included amongst. Um, But, you know, we always said like the difference between Celtics getting far or not is going to be, you know, Tatum cracking into that top 10 and Jalen Brown making another leap. Tatum clearly leapt into top five territory. I don't think anybody debates that anymore. I mean, he's clearly there and he, you know, and again, sure. It's a year in which you're missing some other big time superstars for, for most of a year, like Kawhi Leonard and Dame Lillard and this and that, but start to finish this year. It's really hard to argue. Jason Tatum is outside of the top five players this year. So, yeah. I mean, at that point you're arguing like, you know, you're probably arguing somebody that their favorite player is is sixth. Right. Yeah, exactly. Is he six? You know, so yeah. the point being is he's, so he's, the, he's there. Yeah. Into that conversation. And like you said, to start this season in the way and, and a couple months in, people were wondering, like, you know, is he peaked? Like, you know, I mean, I don't think people were seriously wondering that, but that was some talking points on, you know, wherever you want to tune into. So I don't think anyone's going to be having those conversations ever again. Um, this is clearly a guy who, you know, what was said about him coming into the league and over the last few years is that he has like unlimited potential. He's got the length, he's got the shot, he's got the potential to, to really take it to the next level on defense. And okay, that's where he's, where he's doing it is, is And he outplayed Kevin Durant, which is something we didn't think it was po- not didn't think was possible. We just thought that that was asking a lot. Totally. Right. He, he was the best player in the series. When we, we, we Legi- said legit had conversations last year when the Nets were beating them and saying, See Durant, that's who we want Jason Tatum to grow up to be. And everybody on the panel would be like, that's ridiculous. It's Kevin friggin' Durant. You can't right. ask him to be one of the five best players who's ever played, 10 best players, whatever you want to put Durant at. But right. one of the great, you know, that's ridiculous. You can't hold him to that standard. And one year later, he outplayed him through, through four yeah. games in a series. Yeah. Without question. Without question. That's Absolutely. impressive. And I'm sure, I'm sure Kevin, I mean, I haven't, um, you know, Bobby and Joe are there and hopefully they'll, they'll have some, some quotes for us, but I would imagine Kevin Durant's going to tip his cap to, to Tatum after this game. He's he's one to give respect where it's due, and and um, certainly the Celtics as a team had a great had a great game plan for for Kevin Durant, and that was a lot of that had to do with the way Tatum played. So it's you know Bobby's going to say defense, defense. It's his defense. Well, yeah, it's true. Like that's exactly <laughs> in, what in just that exactly that voice for sure. And that's that's exactly what took him to that next level in this series. And I think that's going to continue to evolve even more. And we'll be talking about him in the MVP conversation. I think moving forward, you know, I, I think next season, I mean, there were whispers of it, you know, it never, it was never as actual, actually going to happen um, because he started too late in the year where he started to turn things around. But 
he plays the way he's been playing the last couple months, if he plays like that to start next season, absolutely he's going to be a candidate for MVP consideration. And, you know, if the Celtics, you know, if they come back and and are winning games, I mean, I think winning should matter when it comes to the MVP. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, the, the sky's the limit for that kid. It's defense. So that's my main takeaway. It's defense. It's, it's, you know, I told you guys, it's the defense. The Nets don't play any. <laughs> Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the playoffs, fights, and even the next season futures. And don't forget that baseball is back and the start of the Major League Baseball season is finally here. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Bobby's gonna take listen, Bob. We're we're gonna we're we're making fun of him. He's gonna have his victory lap. When he He's gonna have it. a huge victory lap. Huge victory lap for Bobby. So we'll, <laughs> we'll get it out of the way now. We're not gonna have much to much to come at come at it's, him for. Unfortunately, the defense. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. So Tatum aside, um, other things I like. I. I got to give Jalen Brown his due. I have to because I thought he was massive in this series. And again, we're, we're talking about how great Tatum was. And I, I understand that Tatum had a more maybe complete series, but Jalen Brown was vital in all four games. Vital. I mean, you don't you don't win. You probably don't win any of the games without Jalen Brown's contribution. I mean, I would say you definitely don't win those games without Jalen Brown's contributions. He was huge when they needed him in some big spots in the second half of games in the fourth quarter. Um and even tonight, you know, when Tatum fouled out, Celtics, like you said, they were kind of struggling there for a bit, floundering, trying to figure out what they were doing on offense. Um, Brown came through for them and um, got them on the board, broke the broke the drought, kind of righted the ship a little bit. And I think that um, he definitely deserves his props. Tatum's going to get the national dues tomorrow on all the on all the talk shows and everything. But but Brown had an unbelievable series himself. And this is after a, a season where he didn't get he didn't get, he didn't get a chance to play in the playoffs. So. I'm sure this meant a lot to him to be able to contribute in the way he did. So that is that's our Jalen Brown segment. That's it. Jalen Brown segment. You know what else I'm gonna do? I'm gonna steal Bobby's Grant segment from him. Steal it. Yeah, I'm we go- Grant. I'm going right out of the gate. Brownie Award. Oh, oh, he's here, he's here, he's here. Crap. Quick, get it out, quick. I'm gonna I'm giving I'm giving Grant the brownie. Yep. Coastline. Unbelievable. Batman. Batman tonight. Batman in Gotham City. That was Grant tonight. He he had some massive threes. Played great defense, got in Kevin Durant's face. Um, he was everything they needed. Brownie Award for sure. Seriously. Easy choice. Yeah. Easy, easy choice. And and Grant is like almost like he's like the personification of this Delta team. You, know? you just Woo! you hear the parting behind Bobby. Bobby. Wow. There he is. Take your victory lap, Bobby. What do you got for us? Well, Jimmy, I'm going to throw it at you. I heard the laughing. I wasn't on the air, but I went back and watched the replay saying, oh, Bobby's going to pick a sweep, of course. And here we are. So game three, I saw more of the folding I expected from Brooklyn than I did in this one. Although this game to me was just some jacking shots praying for a win. And it worked at times. Other times, 
the Celtics were matching them and sustaining their lead that they built with stops early. Uh, so the Celtics come away, I think, surprisingly sweeping this series, just given the firepower on the other side. But in the end, their defense proved much more effective than people thought coming in. And the Nets defense, I thought, proved worse. And people thought it was going to be bad. Defense, defense, defense. Yes, it was even worse than people expected. They couldn't buy a string so of I, I, that's the one thing, series. That's the one thing I'll contest. I actually didn't think the Nets defense was as putrid as I thought. Um, I just, they have no interior presence and the size kills them. But like, I thought they did an okay job given their personnel limitations. What I will say is, the, I totally agree with part one. Celtics defense made life extremely different. Like, you just thought Durant and Irving would get their shots because that's who they are. Everything was hard for them. Everything was oh, hard. Geez. What Nick happened? Claxton just missed another free throw. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> my bad. Just watching. May he, that was low key one of the two 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 low key best moments of the game. Such a good sideshow. Claxton Claxton making his eleventh field goal and the loudest cheer in the place free all throw. night long, making his eleventh yeah. free throw <laughs> after missing the first ten, and then Grant's after the whistle defense on Kevin Durant chasing him all the way down the sideline <laughs> yeah, when yeah, he wouldn't yeah. let him get the shot off there. Yeah, Grant uh, said uh, earlier in the series that they they want to make even Durant getting a cup of water on the sideline difficult. Yeah, which he wouldn't he wouldn't let he series. wouldn't let him get the shot off. The the yeah. refs right next to him and he's chasing him to the sideline like this. I love, love that. Yeah, you may said they want to hack away at Claxton and Drummond who became a no show in this series. Basically, what would they have done with Claxton and Simmons out there tonight? Yeah, you think of Claxton, oh Simmons, Drummond. It's... <laughs> Those who was panning to the Celtics playing defense, they've just been like hacking at anyone they can see running by, whether it's Blake, whether it's Simmons. Oh my yeah, God. Blake's not great there either. He's, he's better than those three. But uh, Joe Sway's in the Nets pressures right now. I heard Steve Nash call Claxton a developing free throw shooter. That's funny. Oh. Funny way to put it. Oh, yeah. um, I, I I love uh, I love uh, I love Blake Griffin. Literally has to be demummified every time he comes into the game. He goes to the yeah, sideline yeah. and he's got like a full body sling. He's an it takes him a while to get up when he hits the floor too. Oh my uh, Bobby, god! Were you, were you in there for any Celtics? Um, uh, yeah, we just got email. Email said he's gonna celebrate on the plane and move on to the next round. A lot of. Uh, chest puffing over not being afraid of Brooklyn, which I think a lot of the chat will be doing as well. Uh, but overall, a, a pretty electric game plan from the coach here. Like Ime's, we're going to probably rank our MVPs by the end of the show here. Ime's got to be in the top three to four most important players. I think Grant's worth mentioning in there. Tatum, despite Nick's contesting to Jimmy on Twitter, should come away with the MVP of this series, despite a rough game four, by the way. Um, but we'll get to that. And he may overall, I think, just hit every nail on the head, like attacking the stars and making them tired. Durant misses a huge free throw with uh, 22 yeah, seconds left in this one. Missed way more free throws than he usually does, which I think you can chalk up to fatigue <laughs> for him. And then on the other end, doubling when Durant got inside in this series, but holding their ground individually one-on-one on the perimeter ended up being the perfect uh, – you know, middle ground for them defensively. They weren't giving up Curry and uh, all the other guys wide open shots off initial double teams and letting the Nets easily burn them that way. They kind of hedged their bets a little bit in terms of how they guarded uh, Durant. And I thought Kyrie just kind of took himself out of this series. Another I don't get what he pretty did. empty performance tonight. 
I, I don't get eighteen percent from three after game one. He, he's Not much str- of a factor. It's just he's a strange cat, huh? Like I don't get I don't, how you go from thirty nine points in game one with the I'll take on the whole world, <laughs> f all of you guys, to like shooting like 10, 11 free throw. <clears throat> Excuse me. To shooting just a few times per game, not being assertive on offense at all. It's fairly strange. Just these last three games from Irving out. are really he weird. Checked out. I saw I saw a picture tweeted of him like walking in the uh, arena and it was just like I saw that and that was kind of his demeanor throughout the game. Totally. When he looked whenever you see him out there, it looks like he's like just mis- just doesn't it looks like he's at a nine to five and just waiting for the waiting for uh And what was up with Claxton this morning joking about some reporter I don't even know if we want to go yeah. back. Yeah. He did the I don't yeah, I wanna go. Like what, what? I know he was joking, but that was strange. And then, overall, the game plan again for Brooklyn: ton of switching, putting their bigs on the perimeter. You talked about the lack of uh, rim protection, John. They switch everything, which didn't end up being a great formula. Blake no. comes in again, and he's Blake. He hit the three off the backboard, but overall, he made himself a target defensively and playing in crunch time, as Eme said just a few minutes ago gave the Celtics a guy to really target with Jalen specifically. And Jalen gets the pair, uh, splits the player free throws there, uh, gets the and one to go with Kyrie kind of lost on a switch following him. And those ended up being the two big plays down the stretch that sealed the game after Tatum fouled out. Great poise from the offense after Tatum goes down, producing good shots. The Horford three, again, a play that Blake was guarding, was huge there. And overall, they ran their offense, John. That was my biggest thing coming into this series. The Nets... They had stretches of decent defense, as you said there. Well, they're just, overall, they're, the Celtics, they're just learning each other, Bobby. They have to gel. They still need to gel. The Nets yeah. made uh, it easy to run the offense that the Celtics want to. Downhill every time, bad rotations off of collapses, open threes the whole way for Boston. It just – offense came easy for the Celtics in this one. And really, the two games here in Brooklyn – the Nets are hanging around, right? They're making shots. They're staying within six, seven points, but yep. they can't get stops to get over the hump. They didn't even end up taking the lead in this one, but they got really close. They got. They made it. I mean, they they have the offensive talent to to put dents into double digit leads very quickly. You know, a couple quick threes, a KD drive. That's really all it takes. And you're right, John. I thought I, I thought Irving was. After the first game one, he was non-existent. I mean, if he, if his name wasn't Kyrie Irving, who the hell would notice that that guy really much at all? He had, he had a three-pointer there when Marcus Smart gambled and and left him open. But I just he was very um, underwhelming. I think is the word. I don't know how you could think otherwise. And when Durant Durant was rolling in this game, wasn't he? This was a bounce back yeah. effort for him. And you think that would flow? It flowed into a big night for Seth Curry, certainly. Mm-hmm. You would think it would flow into some space or availability for Irving to do something. And it never really did. He had seven points late, helped push them in within one, but that was really his only charge all game. He entered the fourth with thirteen points. Yeah, yeah. the uh, one of the saddest Nothing. things. We're just talking about the Nets, like uh, you know, physical limitations. Um, the, uh, I, I, the, uh, one of the saddest things ever was the Steve Nash, uh, <laughs> you didn't see it, Bobby, cause you're at the game. Steve Nash did an interview with TNT, um, just talking about the game and he's like, they're like, what's well, we're getting killed on the glass. He's like, so she, he's like, so, you know, what are you going to do there? And then they're like, well, then you want the small lineup. He's like, yeah, you know, we got to do that to create space, I guess. But when we do that, we get beat up on the glass. So there's really nothing we can do. Basically, like, 
we're gonna lose no matter what strategy we employ here so we're just trying to like death by a thousand paper cuts rather than lose it all at once like he was just approaching it's it true, like, right? he's, he was approaching it like there's literally nothing we can do like no matter what we pick personnel wise you know and this is the strength of the celtics if you have size and people who can space the floor and who can defend multiple positions you just don't have a, a lineup that's too one thing or another you know it can't be exploited whereas no matter what lineup the nets are putting out there you're like oh they're going with the blake griffin lineup let's go there they're going with the bruce brown lineup so they're small let's <clears throat> let's do this it was always going to be areas that you could exploit there the celtics did a good job of that looks like uh some players are coming to the locker room so i'll be back joe sway should be here shortly i see Kyrie talking right now so we'll have uh, uh, some more recording journey it's about it's all about the journey we're just beginning our journey bobby our journey here our journey he said he said this is good motivation going into the summer, yeah. I believe. I just saw on the thing there. But we'll be back with some quotes. Yeah, you motivation. Need, you shouldn't still need motivation, dude. Like, you're you're in the playoffs already. Ky- Ky- Kyrie's going to wake up and everyone's going to be gone. And he's going to be like, wait a second. Where did all my – where did the team go? Like, now nah, we're, we're out. We'll be happy about that, though. He's we're out of here, dude. He's never been one to uh, rally the troops, I don't think. So, um, all right. So, so, Bobby in and out like a hurricane. Um, he's going to go check out some Celtics. Hopefully some, there'll be, there'll be some, uh, good quotes coming out of this one, whether it's, you know, Tatum Brown grants usually good for a couple. I mean, they should, they should be fired up. I mean, this is, this is a, this has to feel different than some of those other series they, they, they've been in, because I feel like they have to know that it's, I feel like it's more real this time. Like there's a lot more, I feel like at stake for them. And I think they realize that when they lost in that bubble, that was a wake up call. I know, I know Tatum's gone and said that like, you know, because they, after they struggled um, after that series lost, um, you know, it's, it's hard to get back to that point. So I think they're playing with a little bit more of a purpose. They know what's at stake. They know what they need to do and they should be the favorites. I mean, they, they really should, they'll definitely be the favorite next round, regardless of who it is, Milwaukee or Chicago. Now I know Milwaukee is a much more complete team than the Nets. So, it's right. going to be difficult in that sense, you know, even without Middleton. It's not going to be a, you know, no one's going to predict a, a sweep just because Middleton's not there. But I still think the Celtics, I'm fairly confident, I'm certain actually, that they're going to be the favorites going into that series, as they yeah. should be. I don't know how yeah. you pick against them right now. I'm not, going to, I'm not going to be able to pick against them until – depending on who they play in the, in the NBA Finals, if they get to the NBA Finals. Yeah, and again – that was always my philosophy on one. There was no pre Rob injury. I don't think any of us were picking against them. Right. We're picking against them period. Uh, fully healthy. Now I, I can't see picking against them. Th- that being said, both next rounds, if you get to all the way through are extremely mm-hmm. tough opponents. So yeah, if let's assume, <laughs> let's assume Milwaukee and, and Miami, if you assume it's Milwaukee and Miami. Yeah. Two great teams, well-coached, you know, players that have been there and done that and um, going to be tough, tough series. We even talked about it. Like when the odds makers, (coughs) when the odds makers had the Celtics as the, as the favorites to come out of the East to, to, to to get to the Mm -hmm. finals, they still only gave them a 35% chance, which means the most likely thing is you won't reach it because it's that hard because there's that many good teams, but they're going to be favored in every series they play the rest of the way. 
there's there's three good teams, and they're all going to advance to the next round. Like I think we've already discussed. the M beat well, the M beat is a game changer. That's not going away. Bucks right? will get Middleton back, um, so they will get right eventually. But that that Philly falls off because they of that Embiid injury. I don't know when Middleton's supposed to be back though. That's the thing, right? Is it kind of a race? To, they had to it at three weeks, so it could be mid round two. Four, yeah, that would be um, that would be a huge get for them, obviously. Yeah, and I'm sure they'll try to get him back as soon as it, you know, as long as he's healthy. But but the uh, I mean, friggin- so that's gonna be a nice little break here too. I mean, geez, what are we talking about? Like a, le- a week off, probably. Well, they try to make these um, game ones on the weekend, so they usually they usually set the weekend for game seven if necessary or game one. Right. So if, so, I mean, if Milwaukee, if Milwaukee wraps up Chicago, if Milwaukee, Chicago doesn't go seven, the Celtics will play game one on the weekend, probably like a Sunday game. Right. So it's so still, it's still a big, it's a, still a big layoff. Well, yeah. Cause Milwaukee and Chicago play Wednesday. Yeah. So that, you know, if, if Milwaukee does win, they're going to have what two days, maybe they'll make, maybe they'll push it to Sunday to give them an extra day. I, I don't know. It'll be the weekend for sure. You know, yeah. That, but yeah. So it, game one will probably be Sunday. Um, if yeah. Milwaukee wraps it, if Milwaukee doesn't need a game seven. Right. <laughs> Interesting. So they're not going right. to, they don't, they're not going to wait for the other series to to finish up. They're just going to, if they have the matchup ready, they're going to schedule it. And- they, Cause they always do that. Some series start while others end. They leave that weekend for game sevens if necessary and game ones for the series that are wrapped. Yep. So either way, nice little break though, you know, they can, they can get back to Boston they can, you know, work on some things. They can rest up. You know, it's the play. You know, this is it's a long season. You know, and and you know, th- some of these guys put, you know, Al specifically, guys that that are, you know, could use the rest after playing the amount of minutes that they've been playing. Um, you know, there's no negative. There's no bad. There's, no, there's nothing negative to talk about sweeping and having a week off or five or six days off to get your get your shit together. And yeah, I wouldn't have minded. I mean, look. I wouldn't have minded seeing Rob get another game under his belt because he definitely looked rusty as hell. But whatever, more time. Yeah, they'll get they'll they'll, they'll go five on five. You know, they'll they'll practice hard. I'm sure a couple of times and make sure that he's good to go. So I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. he looked a little rusty at times. You're right, but he still got up there, threw one down on the lob, yeah. and did did he Rob looks- Rob like things. Yeah, he looks like that version of himself that doesn't have full control over his arms and legs. You know, um, yeah. <laughs> and you know, just kind of like. You know, whoa, what happened over here? Um, so it's, yeah, some of the, and some of the basketball instincts are just a, a step behind. Toronto is going to beat Philly. Um, they're up They're up 14 with two minutes to go. So that's going to go to a game. Six. Yeah, this, um, Philly's in trouble. Very interesting. Even if Philly gets out of this, it's, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to Phil- get a Miami Phil- team that's going to beat the hell out of them. Beat them up. Philly, Philly's toast, I think. Um, too bad. I mean, you know, obviously had an MVP season and the fact that Philly is even where they are is solely because of him. So if he's, I feel really that, bad about this type of injury too. When you have a guy like Embiid, who's seven, you know, seven to 290 pounds or whatever, like when he suffers things like back injuries or lower extremities or his feet, you're like, mm-hmm. I get it. He's huge. That stuff happens. That's the downside. But a thumb is such a freakish thing. I know. You know? It's so important, obviously. So I know. You're the right yeah. thumb, you know. Yeah. It's too bad. You so really feel for the Philly fans. It's more than anything, too. Yeah. Just kidding. 
don't Ugh. give a shit about the Philly fans. Sorry. Harden with another whatever tonight. He was five of seventeen the game before this. Yeah, Harden. The Harden's there's that's the other thing. Like Brooklyn, Philly, they all have issues that go beyond just being eliminated in the playoffs right now. Like there's just some huge, huge questions in terms of roster building and what they're gonna what what they're gonna look like even going into the next season. And you're gonna feel pretty good if you're the Celtics. I mean, it's crazy for me to say that because I, I wanted to blow up the entire organization like earlier in the season. So like yeah, I'm done a complete 180 very quickly. Um, but they're all of a sudden in a in a great position. Yeah. You know, going into next season, even not to look ahead. But it, yeah, if you hated the notion of these like ego-driven super teams, right? Of like you know just mega stars forcing their way into play, yeah. into places with one another, regardless of fit. Yeah. Then right. you've got to feel great seeing the three best teams in the East being the Celtics. The, the Bucks and the Heat, which every piece on their roster complements the other ones, you know? Uh, and even though there are superstars on these teams, uh, you know, multiple superstars on these teams, they're, like, constructed far more organically rather than, like, I want to play with this guy, you know, and, like, make it happen. And everyone else, and when I get there, trade everyone else, okay? You know, yep. like, th it, th that's real. Like, this idea of, like, how do you establish – Think about the Nets from the moment Kyrie arrived, okay? Kyrie and KD arrived. KD's not playing. Kyrie comes in there. He looks around the room, and he's like, we got it. We'll be good as soon as we get rid of all of these guys. You know, basically says that, like, publicly. Then he gets hurt, misses most of that year. They perform fairly well without him. Then they're like, okay, let's get rid of all of those guys, and then they trade for Harden. <laughs> I got a couple of things I want, that I'm seeing on Twitter that I want to read. So. Yeah. Um, Bobby Marks, who is like a front office insider guy on yep. everyone knows him. He had a tweet. Jalen Brown earned a $482,000 bonus with the Celtics reaching the second round. So now we know why he was, why he was, why he was playing so well. Like I said, I was like, Jalen Brown gets, yeah. you know, he's got to get his props. He's like, yeah, I'm getting that money. We're winning this series. Definitely. Yeah. Um, the other one, we have a quote, a Kyrie Irving quote. Um, no, no word of journey in this one, but, um, he says that he plans to re-sign with the Nets. "Quote: When I say I'm if here, you'll all, if y'all will have me, if you have me, he goes. When I say I'm here with Kev, I think that really entails us managing this franchise together alongside Joe and Sean. <laughs> and now he wants to. Now he wants to build the roster. <laughs> it's not your job to manage. <laughs> alongside Joe and Sean, Joe being the owner and and Sean being the. Oh my God, man, that is just. So he wants to coach, he wants to own, he wants to, he wants to GM. Does he want to play? Because it didn't look like he wanted to play. So I don't know if this guy knows he's a player or if he thinks he's past that. I, but that's that's a classic. Uh, if you're the if you're the Nets, would you take? <laughs> I mean, he can opt in. This is gonna right. So is the idea that he opts out to resign? I, I I don't know exactly how. Yeah, that's how it works. I imagine. I mean, wouldn't that make that makes the most sense? Yeah, I mean, that's he opts you, out and resigns. Yeah, maximize your. Is there is there any world in which the Nets say no? I they're married to it at this Kyrie, point. Kyrie reiterates that he will. He is confident he will be with the Nets. Quote: "There's no question where I'm going. I'm here with seven, meaning Kevin Durant. So, Durant sneak. Durant is secretly gonna." 
walk up the back steps and yeah. be like, yeah, yeah, me or him. Yeah, KD. This is all news to KD, I bet, right? No, I mean, I don't know. It, it's, it's like I said, it's a very interesting situation over there. We Obviously, Celtics fans know that Kyrie Irving has said that he plans on re-signing uh, with teams <laughs> in the past and that has gone differently. But the difference is Kyrie Irving's got his, he's got his buddy with him now. He's got Kevin. We just talked about buddies. Wanting to he play calls with him buddies. seven. Seven. Yeah, I know. <laughs> seven. <laughs> cool. So cool, man. Um, but that's the difference. Kyrie wants to play with his buddy. And uh, he didn't have any buddies here in, in Boston. You know, he, he had some of the younger guys who – they didn't have that same connection whatever. It sounded like Jalen Brown says that they butted heads a lot when he was on the team. Not so much now. Um, not that that really matters. But, um, you know, I think we all kind of got that impression that there was a huge disconnect between Kyrie and the rest of the team when, when he was here. I mean, I was, I was there all the time. I, I could see it. I think we all could sense it. There was just no – it was all bad vibes in that locker room during that final season. So I can't imagine the vibes are great in the Nets in the Nets locker room over the last couple of weeks or really all season. I don't know why there would be any good vibes. It's really a really horrible season for the Nets. We haven't even mentioned Ben Simmons yet. I mean, really, that it just goes from bad to worse for that franchise this season. So you hate to see it. I'll just I'll end it with that. You hate to see it. The the Simmons stuff took a weird turn today too. Um Somehow it's and, just, and, and in such a predictable way. Yeah, I don't um, even want to spend much time on this bum because he's not even worth talking about. He doesn't play basketball. This is a basketball show. His guys don't play basketball. He's played as much basketball as we've played this season, John. So, I mean, as soon as as soon as he shows that he wants to play and actually wants to be a part of a team and contribute and not quit, then we'll talk about him. But other than that, I don't really want to pay much attention to this guy. Yeah. What's up, Bobby? Who talked? Marcus. And? Uh, a lot about embracing the Nets matchup. Uh, I asked him about the game plan, which I found interesting going into the series of really attacking Durant on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Kyrie forcing those guys to defend and I think wearing them out over the course of this series. And he basically raved about Ime's game plan overall coming into this series, that he put them in great positions to win every single game, had every little detail down. And you can really see that against Durant especially. From game one, they were in his spots. They were beating him to those sweet mid-range looks that he's trying to get. One guy's flying in from the side. One guy's really rising up over the screen. Double him at the exact right moments. They were drilled on the... Durant tendencies and having that week where the Nets were, you know, playing Cleveland in the play-in, I think helped toward that. They had a ton of preparation time there. And it was pretty clear coming into this that they were ready to defend this team. They had everything mapped out, tons of film, and they executed it well against this group. Like the defense, you really can't say enough about how ready they were. We thought they might be able to slow Durant, make life a little difficult, but yeah. didn't you think like Kyrie and Durant were just going to go off in this series and you just have to live with it around the edges and outscore them? You thought, I, I mean, I thought it would be an always one or the other scenario, right? So like, if some, <laughs> you don't expect them always both to be going off 35 or 40, but you wouldn't think you'd have multiple games, two games with, with them being as quiet as they were in games two and games three. 
that that was really surprising. You know, you saw Kyrie go off in game one, and that was almost enough to beat you on it on its own right right there. So you just thought there's going to be a 40 point game in there because that's just what they do. Uh, it didn't happen. I, somebody, uh, you know, honest Larry, I don't know if you guys follow on Twitter, uh, made a good point today uh, was like the Celtics defense is like a boxer who just uh, keeps punching, punching the other guy in the arms until his arms are so tired. He can't lift them up anymore, you know, to hit you back. And that's kind of the case is like, it just wears you down over time because you have to work so friggin' hard for everything. And that's just what it was. It's just, it's exhausting. The Celtics are such a pain in the ass to play against and it's their best quality. They're, they are, they're so annoying we talked about their defense at the end of the year or during that you know the, the whole run the last 35 games it, it felt like it feels like there's six guys out there when they're switching yep. and they're on a string right there and you think you get past a guy and there's like three more in front of you you're like what the hell is going on and that's did Duran and Irvin like. shoot any easy layups all series not layups they, and, and you know KD when he got when he when he you know was a little when he was decisive and got his shot off quick before the double came or you know off of a screen he got a few open jumpers but for the most part I mean Irving this got is to a the jump ba- shooting series for the it's Nets. A jump shooting series uh, Irving got to the basket a little bit today um, and then in game one but not in games two and three he did get he did get he he got to the basket a couple times tonight yeah a little floaters they got to the, like the eight, five foot range but. In terms of getting downhill of the basket and scoring at the rim, I'll get the shot charts up later, but didn't feel like there was much of it. Yeah. I, like Durant especially, he wasn't hitting layups at the rim, dunks. That's the stuff that comes easy, and that's what you want to produce as an offense. Neither of those guys really got any off-ball opportunities all series. You saw one catch-and-shoot three early from Durant with uh, Seth Curry setting him up. Feels like they underutilized Curry in the series. Uh, certainly Blake, if they wanted to go that route, they should have done it much sooner. And I think the world's coming down on Steve Nash. I actually wanted to talk to Stan Van Gundy. I couldn't catch him pregame, but he was the only guy in the world, I think, defending Steve Nash right now. Um, Everybody else is ready to send him packing. And I'd imagine we'll hear pretty soon that Steve Nash is getting fired. He'll be the fall guy for this. Uh, do you think that, do you think that's a certainty, even if he gets KD and uh, Kyrie's blessing? Yep. Yeah, you got to step in as an organization now and make your choice and start to establish control of this. Irving committed to re-signing tonight. I don't know if you guys put that out there. Yeah, um, so he and Billy and Sean can help run the team. Is, is Kyrie yeah. going to fire Steve Nash personally? That's an interesting part. Yeah, all right. So that's an, interesting, done, right? that's an interesting second half to that quote, John. You're right. Interesting, it's preposterous. Yeah, it's preposterous. It's unbelievable. It's emblematic, right? Who does this guy think he is? You just lost a game because you weren't good enough at basketball, at playing basketball. As a player, as a basketball player, you got beat playing basketball. (laughs) Now you're going to tell these freaking guys how to do their job? Oh yeah, a commenter just said Nash might step down. I could see that. I don't think they want to fire him because he has a good relationship with Sean Marks, too. That's a big reason he's the coach as well. And um, I feel like he was set up to fail. He got brought yeah. in there to be exactly. Oh, the Simmons thing was the cherry but on not, top. Not just that. He got brought in there with no experience to have to have his assistants nearby and to be that guy that could be the player's coach. That's exactly what a veteran group like this needed. He was brought in here to be exactly who you expected Steve Nash to be. You can't scapegoat him as part of the problem and be like, well, they got out coached. It was a team that wasn't supposed to need coaches. It was going to win on talent alone. Okay, now you want to coach. Good luck. And I, I, 
what are they going to do? They're going to bring in another player coach wannabe retread sort of thing, or are they going to bring in somebody who's actually going to crack the whip and be tough on these guys? I don't, you well, know, I said this. So the first, the last time I was here in February when the Celtics annihilated them and no one played, that's when I first started thinking about championship for the Celtics. But it's also when I said on Brooklyn, this guy doesn't have it. Like he's not delivering what they need right now because during that time when Irving was out, with the vaccine stuff, Durant was hurt. Harden was taking his hiatus right before he got traded. That's where they need to build up role players. That's where they need to establish the guys who were really going to help them once the stars got back. And they lost 15 or 17 of 20 or whatever it was. Blown out in every game. Developed nothing. Ime was even asked about it. Like, did you take any little thing away from that game? He said nothing. Because the Nets didn't do anything. They just started firing away with the young guys uh, Brown got back into the fold. Bruce Brown, who was the best net in the series, I thought was benched in January. Another huge mistake by Nash there. He's low on the totem pole, John, for sure, but he didn't help them at all. Yeah. Like, he needed to help them at a certain I'm point. Saying, and that's just what you get. You know, like yeah. if you get a team that is, that is supposed to just be an offensive juggernaut, but can't really defend and doesn't have a top shelf coach who's a strategic X and O guy, then don't be shocked when you lose because you can't defend and your coach can't help you. Can't, can't, can't help you in certain situations. Like that's what you bought, you know, don't get pissed that your sports car doesn't handle well in the snow. Like it, that's what you got. Yeah. Okay. So and, you yeah, know, that's they, what I mean is like, it's not that that's not the problem. The problem is you, 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 you built this, you made it this way. And the story will be written again, I'm sure. It already has been by Christian Winfield. What could have been with Ime? He was on that sideline a year ago, beating the Celtics 4-1. to one. You really think right. that Durant, Kyrie, and Harden or whoever was going to buy into what Ime, Ime's coaching style? Maybe Hell not. No. Maybe not. It's one thing to, you know, Team USA and all that stuff and to be an assistant, but listen, Steve Nash was dealt – you know, an impossible hand, you know, you're right. You guys already touched on it, but on top of it all, you have to deal with a circus all year. Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving, not playing, being able to play. And then them deciding that he wasn't going to play at all. Um, You know, Harden and Durant having issues right off the bat, trading for Ben Simmons, a guy that literally, and they made him look foolish. Jimmy, like think of all the lying he had to do and just all the misinformation he had to put out there right up until the last day. Yeah, he couldn't even focus on X's and O's. This guy was constantly the puppet mask. You know, he's the, he's the puppet. The practice. PR guy. Exactly. He's the PR guy. So it was, listen, if Steve Nash, the first thing Steve Nash should do tomorrow morning is is step down. And that doesn't mean that he doesn't belong in the NBA in some in some role, and maybe he'll get another chance as a coach again someday. It's just it's just not the situation that, that he needs to be in. And, I'm, and I would agree. Like, he, he needs, needs to – start fresh somewhere else. I don't know where that is. And I don't know who the answer is going to be. I mean, this isn't the Nets post game show. We'll get to that. No, they're just, they're, they're, they're interesting because nationally they're interesting for a couple of reasons. One, it was a super team that we thought was going to, they were the championship favorites coming into the year by far. They were, were, everything went wrong for them. Yeah. You know, every, they were supposed to block everyone's path in the East to, to contention, they were supposed to just, and, and we're talking last year too, if they don't get a couple of injuries, um, 
that the foot you, on the line. <laughs> well, whatever. I mean, you're still talking about hard. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to say hard and bad luck with his injuries. He's woefully out of shape and has hamstring problems. That's what out, that's what happens to out of shape people. And so, but he had that hamstring thing. He was playing on one leg in the playoffs, and then Kyrie sprains his ankle against the Bucks and doesn't play the last three games of the series. So it's not just a toe on the line. They were this close to probably winning it all last year, um, and then they were supposed to come back reloaded this year and if Kyrie doesn't pull his nonsense Harden doesn't show up fat again um that's, and again that's their problem though this is what Jimmy talked about there's something wrong with these guys you know I'm, I'm putting like, it on Kyrie never in the history of this sport and me you know, maybe there's an example or two Joseph he wants to pull the history card out can do it in the chat I can't think of a guy not showing up for a season yeah, just well, flat out not showing up well, you got to go to work. You got yeah. Simmons and Kyrie. <laughs> They're both on the same team. To end and that's where those are your those are two of your signature players. They got to pick them over there in Brooklyn. And, and, I mean, before that, Harden Harden just shows up kind of fifty percent, and then eventually was like, "Yeah, I'm hurt again," and then just quits. Just because I mean, he had to carry them for a few weeks when Durant the was hurt. What a quitters. joke! What a bunch of quitting losers! And like, so Durant, I can't look at Durant. Up. Durant's yeah. the opposite. Like no, Durant I actually gained respect gamer. for. Yeah, I, I can't He imagine. struggled in this series, and he deserves criticism for that. But beyond that, I think this series was more just emblematic of the weight he's had to carry all year. I think Stephen A's done a lot of good commentary on the situation in Brooklyn. While Kyrie was resting during their home games, Durant was traveling, carrying the offense. MVP candidate for the first half before his injury. Yeah. He deserves very little criticism coming out of this series. He was amazing this year. Yeah, yeah, my respect for Durant went up because I've always thought he's a bit of a whiner too about certain things, but he just played. He just played the last two years despite despite the entire circus. Yeah, I mean, he, it's a damned if you do, Jimmy. You were just talking about like any option the Nets went to was going to be futile. Even for Durant, like – I'm going to go in the scoring isolation mode. That wasn't going to work for him just because of the Celtics were defending. And then in game three, he went in the passer mode and it's, Oh, he only took 11 shots. So he was kind of damned if he did damned if he didn't too. Yeah. in the passing mode, that, that was a poor, that was a bad decision. I mean, Kevin Durant needs to be Kevin Durant. He needs to be the number one option. He needs to look for his shots and guys need to do everything they can to get him a shot. So that was, that was, that you could blame Nash. If you want to blame Nash for something that that's certainly one aspect of it. Um, I don't think Nash had any effect on the in-game adjustments with these guys. I don't think he had much control there, one way or the other. And oh, are you you you're you're allowed to criticize Nash. I just think overall he was put in a situation where he was doomed to fail. So in that sense, he's gone. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what Kyrie Irving's what the hell he's talking about about you know putting the team together and bringing in you know working with the owner and the GM and and. It's a crazy Bob. statement. He's LeBron James. Like it's like, dude, you're nowhere close. You never yeah. will be. So yeah, that's a bad. That's a bad sign for their future. Horrible. I mean, imagine hitching your wagon to to that. I. And they have to, right? They have no choice because they already traded Harden. No, they. I so know they you, have. To. They. They yeah. have. To. They have to say all the right things, and they have to smile, and they have to put up with everything about it. But at the end of the day, it's. It's. It's not going to be easy. I mean. Yes, they have Kevin Durant, and if you can get if KD if KD buys into it, and him and Kyrie can get on the same page early on, maybe there's a few role players that they can bring bring over. Um, but it's still, man, there's a lot. There's just a lot to unpack from, from 
the way that season went for those guys. So I was saying to um, John, I think I don't think you're on screen, but if you're the Celtics, you have to be feeling pretty good about where you're at, not just this season, but moving forward and, you know, comparing yourself to a few of the other teams at the top, you know, in the East right now that have a lot of We'll see, right? Because that's where they're headed, Milwaukee. The defending champs stacking up against them is going to be what really tells us about this team because I think a lot of people are going to look at the Nets and say, wow, those guys just folded. I think the Celtics deserve a ton of credit for forcing that, which is probably what I'm going to write about tonight. Um, but you you faced a sinking ship here. You just had it kind of wide in the hole. The, Net, the Bucks they got some vulnerabilities, but they're still the standard, right, in the East. I know Miami's tough. They're the one seed, but uh, you're looking at basically talking a, about a complete team. Now the middle team, team thing is a, is a huge, you know, if because you don't know when or if he's going to be back. It sounds like he might be back. For, like, he's fighting for two weeks, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, they, you know, that'd probably be best case scenario for them. So, uh, but he's a Celtics killer. So, uh, you know, I, you have to be very careful with this Bucks team because they can kill you in a lot of different ways, and they actually do play defense, Bobby. Um, so that's something that the Celtics are going to meet, meet. I mean, the Celtics are still considered the best team in the, in basketball on the defensive side, but the Bucks are certainly no slouches, nowhere near the issues that the Nets had defensively. Nope. And they've had lapses, even in the Chicago series for everyone who's been watching, you've seen the games where the Bulls have won and made it tough on them. It's been the games with the, Bucks played streaky defense. They had stretches this year where they were in the bottom 10. Now, that was without Brooke Lopez, whose return, I think, was a big factor for them really ramping up their play at the end of the year. Uh, but right now, without Middleton, here's the tricky question for them. Giannis doesn't usually guard on the ball. So he's not the answer on Tatum unless they shake up their whole defense. Um, normally, that would be Middleton. You can put Drew on Brown, mm-hmm. but then it's like who guards Tatum on the ball? You got Pat Connaughton, you got Wes Matthews, you got a shaky perimeter defensive group there. So that's where Milwaukee gets a little vulnerable. Now they can play bigger. I think that's what they'll do. Probably throw Bobby Portis out there quite a bit and really go large against Boston's big lineup. But Middleton's the one guy I felt like they couldn't lose. Obviously, second to Giannis. Behind Giannis, the one guy they could least afford to lose going into a series like this. Uh, so that's their major vulnerability. But there's a couple for the Bucks, And I told everybody last show, be scared of them. I think there's reason to be scared of that group. But there's reason to be optimistic, too. There's a couple ways that this Bucks team's vulnerable right now. Well, also, and you touched, you touched upon their size. That's why it, it was so huge to get Rob back when the Celtics did because they, they wouldn't – in my now opinion, he gets a week off to kind of ramp up, right? Right. I, we said that off the top. I mean, the Celtics are going to get at least five days here, you know, maybe more. Um, and you're just going get to get a little bit more of your health back, you know, get Rob back to where he needs to be. And without Rob, I mean, the Celtics can could get away. I think they beat the Nets without Rob in the series. I think we saw enough to, to think that. Um, but it would have been a lot more difficult. But the, the Bucks just pose a lot more of a bigger threat in the paint, whether it's Lopez, Giannis, Middleton, I mean, constant pressure. Yeah. Right. I mean, you just, and you know what, if I'm going to nitpick this series, I didn't think the Celtics rebounded. Well, I actually thought they rebounded terribly in this. No God, the offensive rebounds. I mean, that they gave up just bad ones, lazy ones, just not putting bodies on people, just falling asleep. 
just Tice had guys, such a bad series, didn't he? Letting letting guys slip right by them. Uh, yeah, the, the the rebounding was lazy. It wasn't yeah. there wasn't a good team team uh, team rebounding effort at all. They were switching a lot, and that's that's the downside to that. You know, I'm position all the time on the box yeah. outs and such. So that's going to be a key area against Milwaukee. They'll make you pay, unlike Brooklyn did. And yeah, I just you know, I don't see. I like as you said, Tice. For what Tice was a, a great pickup, he held it down. Held it down. That's mm-hmm. all you could ask for. He's he he's done. He's done enough. He did you some can, things you, in the you, offense. You, you can you can go back to the bench now, please. We want we want to go back. Is to Rob 10. ready? It doesn't matter. We want to go back to ten minute Tice, yeah. and and it's time to put Rob back in there and go. Did he look ready? No, he looked really out of sorts tonight. But you're talking another week of practice and five six days off. Which is great. Get ready now. Pra- yeah, practice in full. Would it have been the worst thing in the world to get another another game or two in reps? No, but also you don't want to risk the series running. Like you weren't going to extend yeah. the series just to <laughs> Robin play more. But if he got more game action, would have been better. But this is why when people were like, "Oh, I wouldn't play him," screw it. He's ready. Play him because you really did want some ramp up minutes. This was best case scenario. They didn't really need him. He didn't make much of an impact at all, but he got some game action under his belt before mm-hmm. going against Milwaukee because you really do want to go back to your power starting five to start that series and pretend like nothing ever happened and then just reset your rotations and go back to what you were doing beforehand and not have to worry about it. I don't I, I just I, I don't want Tice out there against against Milwaukee to start. I please. No, no. I think everything oh, you said no, there is no, right. No, no. Yeah, please. No. Yeah, please. Please. Basketball. God. Please. You- yeah. And Ime did say he thinks Rob should be ready to go by the next time they play, which so, take that for what it is. And he had the 24-minute limit tonight, which was, I think, a pretty big leap up. On you knew was. he was playing more because he got two stints in the first half, so you knew they were upping him, you know. Mm-hmm. He, he really he got one stretch in the first half and the second half of last game. And you know, Still ends came... with 14, though. <laughs> What's that? Still ends with 14. They, they reached a point where it wasn't working, so I think they cut it down a little bit. It wasn't. So Grant was so much more effective. Yeah. Yeah. Grant, well, man, what an effort. Grant go. got the brownie. Yeah, I heard that coming in. Man, I wrote about him for Boston Sports Journal last week because he really is a remarkable case to look back on. We throw it back one year ago to this series. He didn't play at all in game one of that series. Game two and three got some garbage time. Game four, they ramped him up. That was the adjustment we debated. John left the computer because I threw Grant out there as an adjustment point for the series. And that's where we were at on him. The chat wanted him shot to the moon. Everyone was like, all right, should they just get rid of this guy? Yeah, should they just get rid of this guy? Then everyone freaked out when he didn't do Summer League. They're like, this guy didn't do Summer League. You're right. I forgot about that. You're like, of all the guys that should go to Summer League and not be proud. (laughs) But he was ready to go. Oh, man, he lost the weight. He was ready to defend the perimeter. He's hitting every three. He takes three straight threes again in the first half to give them some breathing room. But I, I, yeah, and again, defense. I've gotten used to the threes. I am not – I'll never get used to him locking down Kevin Durant on the perimeter. I, I can't wrap my brain around that. And I saw it early. I was like, wow, what a rotation game one. Uh, you know, they, like he just rotated in there so well against that defense. And uh, I'm just looking at the Celtics pressures right now. I think Joe Sway's in there grabbing Jalen and Jason. So he should be with us shortly. Uh, but yeah, Grant, 
what an evolution. Not only what amazed me with him this year was not only the spike in his play, but his bold attempt at becoming a leader as well. Like I go back to that San Antonio game. They lost on the road, 15-0 run late. DeJounte Murray just punked them. They fall to 10-10. and And who's on the podium as we're kind of debating the leadership void there? And it's Grant saying, like, we can't get this together next year. We got to get this together this year, not four years from now, right now. And a guy with as little cachet as he had coming into this year, taking as bold of a stand as he did there, I thought spoke volumes of the urgency he and some others had to get this right this year. I don't think any of us thought they'd have the turnaround they did, but it was urgency like his and really his hot start to the year too, that gave them some hope. And man, you need guys like this in the playoffs. Every extra guy you can get into a game off your bench and get quality minutes from counts. And he was a big advantage on, I don't know who the Nets throwing out there, Nick Claxton, uh, you know, uh, Goran Dragic. You had a significant bench advantage in the series. I, I agree with pretty much everything. We lost John, by the way. Oh, we can't hear John. Yeah. Good. Perfect. Now we can get something in. Nope, we can't hear you. No. Um, I agree with pretty much everything you said, Bobby, on Grant. Um, I, I thought at the beginning of the year when we were as low as we could possibly be on this team, Grant was the one player we were like, give him the captaincy. He's actually talking like he wants to be here, like he wants to play on this team, like he wants to be a part of something. Like Nobody else was stepping up and sort of taking on any sort of leadership role at all. Um, I think that's something that we knew about Grant um, for a while is that he's a vocal guy. Um, I think maybe sometimes to a fault. I think sometimes his teammates want to smack him, but it's all, it's all love. I just think that Grant's ability to lead um, sort of off the court, his personality and, and maybe his, his, I don't want to say attitude, but I guess attitude has allowed him to become a better player. He's putting in the work and you can clearly see how he's improved, not just from the outside game, but like John said, on the defensive side of things, staying with his man, you know, being a little bit of a, he's not like, I know people like to compare him or I've seen it on Twitter. They're comparing to PJ Tucker. I don't think he's that level of bruiser, certainly. And like the toughness isn't quite there and he's not as physical, but I still think he can get to get close to he that. He can be. Yeah, later in his career, that's something that he can probably add at another point, but his outside shot is, man, it's already there. I don't know if Kyrie Irving just didn't get the scouting report on Grant, but he just left them open one point for a wide open three in the corner and there's some huge huge shots um from grant in this game four and that's why he was he was our easy choice for uh for brownie the brownie <laughs> John, got the brownie can you, can you hear me okay yeah do we have yeah. a do we have a brownie leaderboard we should um, go back and uh keep track. I, I know that J- i know that jalen brown has the fewest brownies <laughs> <laughs> jalen had an awesome series Jimmy gave, him, Jimmy gave him the uh, series MVP. Did you, Jimmy? Well, I, I, I look I how did, proud I Bobby is of you. I didn't. I didn't. I understand that. I understand why everyone's going to pick Tatum, but I, I wanted to be known that I think Jalen Brown is right up there with him in terms of importance. You don't win it probably. Any, you don't win any of these games without Jalen Brown's contributions. So in that sense, I don't know how you can't consider him, you know, an extremely valuable one A type MVP. Now Tatum's defense on Duran and Tatum just in general. You're comparing. You're, we're talking about a, a player now who's vaulted himself into the, like the top five of the league, so it's hard to compare the two. But I just think Jalen Brown's contributions should put him in the conversation for Team MVP because, again, like his what he did in the I think especially late in games when they needed he stole game two. Yeah, but even in yeah even game one he went on a nice run tonight when Tatum fouled out he had the you know the basket to sort of stop the bleeding there. Um, 
I know he's, you know, his ball handling is still iffy at times, but I, I just think that his clutchness, his aggressiveness to get to the hoop right now. Um, yeah. Can I him. add this to the resume on, too can, for your hold argument? Hold on one second. Josue, I see you in the waiting room, but I can't tell if you're lined up or not because it looks like the camera's shooting up at you. So when you're ready to go, give me the thumbs up. Thumbs up or something. Yeah. Because right now, you, oh, that's the that's that's what you're gonna look like, huh? All right, we're yeah. going for it. That's what I'm going with, man. Because right. <laughs> right, it was it was shooting up your nose. I was like, all right, he's he'll eventually square up. <laughs> you didn't get the hint. Nah, I'm going with this. I'm going with this right here. I'm I'm, I'm baseline right now. All right, all right. taking away all the uh, all, all the, the places to and, sit. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Unless I want to look like a you know, like I'm in a dungeon. You know, baseline so. Joe Sway. What's good, dude? Bobby's yeah, in the baseline. back of Bobby's in the back of a station wagon right now. No, I'm up in the hey, there's a lot of ride, there's a lot of riders in the back. Bobby's we're both, we're both, we're both running out of time riders. here for sure. Yeah. They're, they're deconstructing the Barclays Center. Wait, you have the floor. What, 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 what'd you hear in the locker room? Oh, man. Well, I got a chance to go to Brooklyn first. And uh, all positivity coming from Kyrie. Um, I couldn't get my question in. I wanted to ask him if he had any regrets. And it, it wasn't – I'm not talking about vaccine. I'm just saying in general. I just want any regrets throughout the course of the season – Throughout the course of this playoff Never series, but I didn't get a chance. I didn't. I know, right? I didn't get a chance to ask him. But um, before um, Durant could get asked that question, he said, "Hey, listen, guys, no regrets. All right." Uh, so it's all positivity on that side. Um, they're, they're, uh, someone asked. I think it was Fidel. I forget who exactly asked uh, Kyrie about his future. He laughed it off and said, "Listen, man, I'm, I'm here to stay. I'm not trying to go anywhere." And then you know, uh, KD and I will we'll look at the future. When KD was asked about, "Are there any kind of type of players that you want to add? What, what is this team missing?" He goes, "Man." Our season just ended an hour ago, you know? And, uh, what was the second know, half of that comment, though, Joe Sway? I kind of left it off, too. What do you mean? Well, I, I, I took it as – I don't know if you're talking about what I'm talking about, but towards the end of his comments, he was saying how uh, they were um, – you know, he had guys like Dragic battling down low. You know, the Celtics were so much bigger and no, tougher him, and stronger. So him, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess – I'm going to guess and say he wants some athleticism on that team, some size. But what did, what did you hear? No, he him and – yeah, Kyrie saying we're gonna do this in unison with the GM and the owner. I'm and- looking forward to running this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kyrie's response. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna, he's gonna LeBron it. He's gonna LeBron it. I mean, look, that's what he always wanted to do, right? <laughs> he always wanted to be that guy. He never wanted to be LeBron's, but, you know, sidekick. Yeah, and then after right. LeBron that, left, though. listen, listen though. After LeBron left though, he said, "Well, wait a minute. I don't want to be the Cleveland part two. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be stuck in this guy's shadow. You know, I, I'm not surprised. This is." This is the role that he always wanted, but he just no one like like everyone else. No one saw COVID I, know, I, coming, and I he had no idea he, he he would only play twenty nine games this season. It, just, it, like, I, just explain to me this, Josue. You leave LeBron's shadow to go play with the only person with a shadow even close to the size of LeBron, right. which is Kevin right. Durant, and then within a year realize you need another superstar to come in there and and help you out in Harden. What did you gain in terms of your autonomy and your ability to do things on your own by aligning yourself with these people? And also, why after three years of failure, do you have faith in your ability to make the right decisions to put this together again? Like, at what point? Because he only played it. He only played in 29 games. I honestly think that's what it is, Dan. And that's why I want to ask. And that's why the whole season is a wash. Yeah. John, it's almost as if everyone is just, like, ignoring the fact. And that's the Brooklyn media included, right? Uh, Bobby and I have talked about this a little bit. I mean, like, when it comes to hard-hitting questions, those aren't the guys. You know, they're the talking about they're there, talking about Kyrie's Cordell, vaccine. Goodwill, Vince, Vincent Goodwill, they're asking the hard-hitting questions. 
and they were they weren't getting the mic as much. What were you saying? No, what I'm saying, I I, I think you're 100 percent right. Those guys seem to be treating Kyrie Kyrie not taking the vaccine as like an injury. Oh, that <sighs> yes, that ha- yes. Oh, yes, that or, unfortunate or, thing that happened, right? Or they 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 group it with oh well. You know, people were in uh, protocol. Wait a minute. Bad you, luck. This, is not about you being, this isn't about you being in protocol like the rest of the roster. This is a personal choice you made. And listen, it, if you want to stand by that choice. Bad luck by the Nets. Right. Right. But hear me out. If, if, if that's the choice you want to make, okay, that's fine. But are we going to ignore it? You know, like just because you're not getting questions about it three months, four months later, and we're going to act like it didn't have a, a, a direct effect on the, the, the outcome of the season, whether you want to talk about James Harden leaving, whether you want to talk about continuity, which has been like his new thing. Like, oh, well. You know, we haven't had enough time to play. You know, we didn't play enough games together. Well, whose fault is that? You know what I mean? And look, again, if, if you want to stand on that hill alone, that's fine. But don't pretend like it never happened. Like, I, I'm just surprised that, that that wasn't even brought up once. Well said, Justin. Yeah, what, it's, we're gonna it's take crazy. A, we're we're going to take a quick quick pause. Well, the craziest here. thing is that he no. wants to, Ooh, he wants to literally be the GM and the owner, too. That's the crazy thing. Okay. Yeah, they should be oh. reeling that back. Guys, no, sponsor banner goes up. More. Everyone zips it, right? <laughs> I That's said how, I love HelloFresh. That's what I yeah. said. You, do, you have, do you have your own experience? Uh, yes, but not on my name, if that makes sense. Uh, a friend of mine was a big fan, and uh, this is a few months ago. Um, I, I tried it, so it's, it's really good. But I haven't, I haven't used it personally, so I'm looking forward to it. Though I will yes, soon. yes, we will. We're all getting, we're all getting our our, our goods here. But we want to tell you guys about HelloFresh, farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, seasonal recipes, delivered right to your doorstep. Skip the trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh. Uh, cooking made easy. Uh, again, we're talking hundreds of different recipes. You can pick up to 50 different weekly options every single week. Um, you can, you know, get a meal every single day, get it once, you know, you, you know, customize your frequency here, uh, whatever you want, uh, to exactly your types of tastes, you know, meat, vegetarian, whatever you want it to be. Um, so, J- Jimmy, something for everybody. Yeah. Something turkey, for everybody. Turkey burger. Turkey burgers, <laughs> cod, all of that stuff. With the, uh, you can get the Bobby, the Bobby menu. You know, so we, we say this all the time. But I will, we say this all the time, but I will say to you guys, it's super important. Obviously, when we get the sponsors, to have people support our sponsors. So if you are thinking about doing something like this, yeah. take advantage of the offer. It's a really big deal, obviously, for us to be able to continue to pump out free content here. Uh, you know, and then to get those sponsors coming back, which is great, you know, uh, you know, great for the guard report and just gives us ability to do more. So again, it's hellofresh.com slash banner 16 use code banner 16 for up to 16 free meals. Okay. <clears throat> and three free gifts. So it's an amazing deal. If, if you've ever considered this, I'll tell you, I cannot explain how easy it makes your life when you do this. Anybody who wants to like kickstart your life and like start eating right and like you're in this weird rut and you're always eating junk food or you got kids and you're eating their leftover mac and cheese or whatever and you're like i just don't have i don't even have i don't even have time to chop vegetables to make a salad you're just so worn out it's literally like here's this and here's this and here's this and put it together and eat a good meal literally just have to eat it it's it's awesome so you don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to get in the car and drive to the supermarket <laughs> and back, go to war with everybody on the on the supermarket. Oh, here we go. Very bring easy. it home, Jimmy. Bring it home. Bring it home. Yeah. You know, yep. Very easy. <laughs> ship to your door. Toss you don't need a the, job. In the oven. Yeah, you don't even need to have a job to have this. You don't even need a kitchen. 
Yeah. Don't even. You just need a mouth, dude. That's you it. don't need to go to McDonald's this time, right? Just yeah, you need out, a, you, know? you just need a doorstep and a mouth. That's all you need. That's it. You know, a couple, a couple of fancy little meals. Maybe you want to impress the girl or, or the guy if they're uh, coming over for a date night. They're like, oh my god, like where'd you get all this uh, for, full, full meal here? You know, it's just a good, good option to have. You don't have to worry about it. Yep. Up, oh, yeah. just in. Ben Simmons probable for Game Five. <laughs> oh yeah. man. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's already. I, I'm I glad we don't. We don't have to talk about that. No, but I told I told Bobby before going coming into the coming into the arena. I was like, he, he better not sit there. Like, I'm sorry, but it, like if I'm Steve Nash, like, okay, man, look, man, you you gotta you gotta watch this in the locker room, or we'll see you in the fall. Like, honestly, that's what like, I. What if he showed up tonight like fully dressed like the Joker or something, like an in an even more clownish outfit than than last time, you know? I wouldn't be su- nothing would surprise me. I wouldn't have put it past him, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good point by Joe Sway. He predicted that that yeah. he wouldn't be on the sideline there. And listen, we don't have to talk about it now. I'm glad our eleven months of Simmons debate come to a close here. And I think everything that's I don't think it will to be said. Because we don't we we gotta see what he if he right now I have no idea if this guy's gonna ever play basketball again, you know? Well, then we don't. Then there's even more of a reason not. To right. Talk. So, like, but there's a world in which he plays and is some version of the player he's been. His. Are entire you still career. betting on that, John? I don't know what I'm betting on anymore. I, le- I don't think I, Brooklyn has a choice. They have to. Hold, that, that's what they're. I legit think point. his brain is broken at this point. Um, he is. He's afraid of failure. He doesn't want to get out there and look bad. He's a quitter. So, he's just always. Yeah. Never but this isn't the. This isn't the team for that, you know. I thought it yeah, was it a team for him. It's the perfect it was, spot for him. It's a circus over there. He just adds he's this is another sideshow in that crazy situation. But he and he's gonna he's destined for the Kings, right? I mean, he's destined for some team that just it just doesn't even matter what he does, or even if he he doesn't play, it won't even make a noise because nobody will really know. But this is a guy that has proven now that he's not a competitor, and I don't even know why anyone would want to play with him at this point. I wouldn't. And Jimmy, you talked about how hard they made it on Nash. This is the cherry on top. Him having to manage all the messaging on this front for yep. days and days and days, going back a week and a half here. Every single press with Steve was just a balancing act of the series and Ben. And, you know, to the Celtics' credit, John, you were laughing at the first presser there heading into this series when the Celtics were like, we're not preparing for him. <laughs> and yeah. they were right not to. They didn't spend a second preparing for Simmons' arrival. And luckily, they didn't waste any time because he never came. Yeah, he 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 literally that picture of him watching Rob dunk on the, from the sidelines was just so perfect. <laughs> like you could just see him being like, "Oh shoot, I don't think I want to play. I don't think I want to go on that court. I'm my back hurts all of a sudden." It was so great. Yeah, I'm I'm done talking about him. I am too. I said until I was done earlier in the show until next year. Back up again. Yeah. Um. So quick, we have time. So it's what is it? Is today Monday? We've got uh, a good la- we got a good layoff until the next one, but we will definitely do another garden report when um, when we when we have the opponents. So if the Bucks, we're not going to do it breaking news right after the Bucks game, but once we know if they beat them, uh, they're three to one, right? Three to one. Uh, we, we'll come back out. We'll do a series preview. We might do a Twitter Spaces or something this week too, just to stay engaged. Uh, but this series is over 
Four nothing. Done. Not, Can not you imagine done. that? We all pick six to seven sweep. Yep. Unreal. And it being easy. And you know what? Like we can we can split hairs of whether the Celtics wanted it or not. They say they wanted it and they came out and just absolutely smashed them. So credit it, to them. I mean, let's let's play this though. It was a four oh sweep and but you know, John and I spoke about it off the top. It was a lot closer than four oh. I mean, some of these games they came down on the wire in multiple cases. Okay. Okay, Steve Nash. That's what he said. Game one, you're right, Jimmy, but I don't know about the next three. Well, the game tonight came down to the wire right until the very end, basically. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I that's mean, a game, lot of stuff. Game we two, been. they had a 17 point lead. Again, I just, you know, you're talking about games that conceivably one team or the other could have won. And so th- all four of them were games that could have been won by either team. I never really felt that the Celtics were going to lose games three or four at any point in time. It always felt like they had them at arm's reach. But the reality is these were games that were competitive. That's all we're saying. They just didn't, they didn't just drill them. I mean, geez, Chicago just beat Milwaukee. Milwaukee just beat Chicago by 30 points without Middleton the other day. Like they didn't have any of those games this series, you know? So yeah, and it, here's the thing: like the endings might have been tight, but key, and for key stretches, the Celtics were dominant. In, it felt in like the Celtics that mattered, especially it, it, the third quarters in this series. Oh man, they blew them away. It felt the like the quarter. Celtics were. It felt like the games were more lopsided than the score. The last two games, for sure. And that's why. Yeah. yeah. Um. Tonight, game one was perfect execution down the stretch, and they get a lot of credit for that. Tonight, they got a little fortunate, and Smart was kind of still defending his foul on Durant in the backcourt, saying, oh, you want to put him at the line, and oh, I would have done it again. It wasn't wasn't the best foul. It wasn't as bad as the Dallas one earlier in the year that cost him that game, but Durant hits two there. It's a one-point game. Instead, he misses the second. Horford follows Smart's miss there, and it's a four-point game and effectively over. So they got a little fortunate down the stretch in this one, but... I feel like games one through three, all the stretches that mattered, they kind of dominated. And it's because of the Nets couldn't string together stops. They were just trying to catch up by shooting and, uh, you know, trying to outscore the Celtics. And that wasn't going to work when the Celtics could lock in defensively and pile up stops themselves. Uh, so I still felt like it was a blowout of the series. And like the commenters are saying here, 4 is 4 especially against your expectations coming into this. If the Nets were the real deal and playing well, they would have won a game at some point here. Yeah, it's again the thing that we didn't see coming. No one, everyone knows the Nets can't play defense. Boston had a size advantage. You just thought KD or uh, Kyrie would steal a game on their own or two just by being KD and Kyrie. And Kyrie basically almost did it in game one. It just never came after that. So, really, the shutdown of those two stars, and I know Durant had a, a good point output tonight, but just how uncomfortable those stars looked and, and, Really, I mean, and Kyrie complete disappearing act. I, I, I credit to the one net who showed up, Bruce Brown, Claxton, Bruce no, Brown, Claxton missed Today? ten free throws tonight. But he showed <laughs> up and he sat there and he and he and he and he kept clanking them and he didn't run to his agent <laughs> and request a trade and then yell get yeah. mad at his coach. He's not scared um, of taking him, at least. And then he laughed when everybody cheered for him when he made the 11th, and he kept shooting after every miss. So I'm giving him... the loudest times of the night, by the way. That <laughs> was so... Really loud. Yeah. Talk about nothing working. The Nets had so many deficiencies, and on top of it, their center, who was playing really well, goes one of 11 at the line. Like, nothing they could try was going to work here. 
But six it's of six from the floor. I liked Brown. I liked Claxton. I thought Dragic played fairly well. I actually thought like a lot of guys you totally looks like they should have went team. to Blake earlier in the series too. I love Bruce Brown. I'd love the Celtics to swipe him. He's a free agent. It's oh yeah, not happen, I love him. He'd fit right in on Boston if he took a pay cut to do it. But I'm not. I like that on guy. That. Yeah, people that age don't take pay cuts. No, no, not at all. But listen, the story of the series is the way they shut down Durant and Kyrie. Because even in game three, when you get a, a big performance from Bruce Brown, uh, you know, uh, you got a big performance from what? From Joggage in game two. You got a big performance from, you know, Seth Curry in this one. He finally got out of his slump here. And they just couldn't take advantage of that. Because when your two best stars, when so much weight is on their shoulders, you can't have them scoring 16 and 16 and get the way they did in game three. I mean, yeah. this Kevin Durant performance, this is what I thought would happen in game two. But the Celtics made him so uncomfortable that he couldn't even string together a 30-point game, you know what I mean? Like, in, in three consecutive games, like, I've never seen a team prevent Kevin Durant the way that, you know, the way the Celtics did. Make him look so uncomfortable in the best-of-seven series the way the Celtics did. You see it in one game or maybe two games throughout the course of a best-of-seven series, but the Celtics did it three games in a row. And by the time he did put one together, put a, a solid performance together, it didn't matter because they were down 3-0, you know? And, and just the identity of this team and the, the – uh, the, the heart of it, which just wasn't there throughout the entire series, never mind when they're down, you know, in a 3 all hole. And not right. only did they do it with their defense, Josue, they attacked those guys with their offense and made them guard. Yeah. And I thought that was Ime's. Ime said it a lot throughout the series that they were going to tire those guys out, make them guard, put them in actions, and they did. And that, I think, is a big reason Durant misses a free throw like that and again, in the game. Yeah. Though Durant had yeah, his that points. Was big. Durant Durant got his points tonight, but we're still talking 13 of 31 from the field, three of 11 field, uh, three pointers. That he had a brute. They still that's fine. You'll live with a you'll live with that performance from Durant. I don't care that he put up 39. 13 of 31, great. You did your job. You You took 31 shots to get there. You did your job. And look, Emay talked about that before the game, saying, well, I think it was uh Sherrod who asked him actually. He was asked, um, Compared to your expectations to what was happening right now, how far apart are they? And he's like, hey, hey, listen, I mean, I, I'm not quite sure if we, we all bet that Durant would have the kind of shooting performance that he's been having. But at the same time, you have to remember that when you're as rattled as you are, you when you're as, as com- uncomfortable out there as you are, on top of playing how much defense he has to play on the opposite end, when you get those open shots or when you get those looks, those drives that you like, you're going to be a bit anxious, right? You're going to be a bit shaky. You're going to be, like he said, overthinking things because you're not used to that, right? Like when it did come somewhat easy, he wasn't used to it. And if it wasn't for game two and those, what was it, 20, uh, 20 attempts from the free throw line, like his average, his, his series average would be a lot, you know, lower. But, you know, mm-hmm. that's just a testament to the Celtics defense, you know? Yeah, it was chippy. Yeah, you know, you're going to get your calls because of that physicality. But you take that. You take that all day because he was so uncomfortable with, with his shot selection. And, and the same thing, you can say the same thing about Kyrie. And Joe Sway. Oh, this light fitting, is perfect, by the way. Fitting, fitting that he gets snubbed in the coach of the year conversation. And we're in Brooklyn. So I'll quote Biggie. If you don't know, now you know. <laughs> now <Whoa>. you know. <laughs> Yo, Bobby and I have been listening to. Not, Mike drop. Not on Bobby. purpose. Not on purpose. We've been listening to Biggie like throughout the entire weekend, man. You, just, you hear it every I feel like yeah. I've, I've been on this beat all year. <laughs> John, I feel like I feel like I've been covering the Eme beat. Like I'm just so fixated on Eme. Other stuff's happening, and I'm just like staring at him. And I'm like, well, but this guy's great. I just love this guy as a coach. <laughs> like I can't stop writing Eme stories. I voted for him for Coach of the Year. 
Ime, I made this drawing for you. Ime, I'll see you at Lobster. Bobby, do you write something for Neil Long, too, about Ime's season or not? Maybe. <laughs> no, it's amazing. I, I, I Bobby, I, I mean, we're both there. I, I, and I was the Brad guy. I love I, Brad. I, know. I never want to see him go. What's so, so again, what's so funny was like, what a, you know, the big, the big anti-Brad, get rid of Brad is, who are they going to get that's better? And the, the, the philosophy back then was, we don't know. You just know when it's not working, it's not working. So you yeah, got to try something you a, else. You need but, a new voice, right? But email was better. You don't, than, you don't dump your girlfriend. Only if you have one lined up. You just, right. Just You're just like, I hate this. I hate yeah, this girl. I just need right. to be, yeah, I just need to start. Over. So, so listen, but I, that's yeah, why. But that's yeah, why people. Right. That's why when things were wrong, people were worried that like, oh no, this is the breakup. I mean, this is the this is the rebound. This is the rebound girl. Like the email. Email might not be it. I was like, well, wait a minute. Well, this hey. is two months. Two months into this, after Brad was 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 the head coach for seven seasons. You know, like the majority of this team is used to Brad at this point. It's, it was going to take some time, and obviously, you know, apology cam. For, oh, for uh oh, for me i didn't want oh. brad fired but oh sure yeah it was the it was the move that set all this up what I'm impact could the coaching change have all of the change in the world i can't but believe i'm glad it. someone finally apologized <laughs> i love how we right i love how we all we all just got super defensive like, I was for like who? what we were for clamoring yeah. for it i'll give we you guys that one we don't now shit. what are you talking about bobby as as, as we have our week off here i'll be writing up the list of apologies that uh jimmy and john own <laughs> you're not gonna get john to bite on any apology john you gotta apologize for the nets one come on explain to me why because you were railing for weeks. Horrible mistake to not dodge this team. This is gonna be brutal. These guys are loaded. As as I said at the as I said at the top of the show, and I'll say it again, and then tomorrow, and then the day after, this is the only team the Celtics played in the first round that had a chance of beating them. Are you sure? Look at Toronto yes. now. Wait, no, also sorry, no. A, you don't think Toronto would have done better than only this. team. But, Oh no! Only team that had a chance of beating the Celtics, I thought, was Brooklyn. I still think it. I so think the, the other Celtics teams have well, John, John. It doesn't matter. The only team but, I think would have beat them. The only team. I, and I, 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 I don't. He, there's nothing I've seen from the other teams. There's the Toronto was down Toronto three nothing. To six. Toronto was down three nothing to Philly until their best player stole, uh, uh, ripped his thumb, came off. These teams were garbage. <laughs> garbage chicago chicago just lost by 30 to the bucks without middleton okay yeah oh chicago i agree toronto we we're picking forget toronto about or brooklyn, though. forget we were, about it it was toronto yeah, but didn't brooklyn. you have didn't you have a rob clause in there somewhere like if rob didn't come back at he, all he, or yeah like he did yeah. this is the part that he's that didn't he work back either, in, he, he yeah. came back in game three so that he did that too is, much john's prediction he did too yeah. much he wrote a thousand words and in it he said the celtics are going to be down john two to predicted, one john predicted john back. predicted celtics in six jimmy predicted celtics in seven. Oh, apologize yeah, jimmy that's true but I, but I didn't need Rob to come back and save the day like John thought he was going to do. Rob really didn't have much. Yeah, you had a very coached answer, John. And it didn't work because Rob didn't save the series. Guys, it's friggin' being theatrical, okay? We're just trying to have oh, some fun here. here. Being theatrical now. <laughs> we can't have one apology, Cam, John. Come on. No. To you, quote Jay-Z, it's only entertainment. It's only entertainment. Go <laughs> no, here we go. More, more New York rapper. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, 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 we'll get. Don't worry, Bobby. You'll get. You'll get John on an apology camp. Some, sometime. Some, one of these years. That's my one of these. Celtics one of these seasons. Like, yeah. The, the, oh, there's. Oh. There's only. There's only one. And and you haven't hit it yet. 
What's that? that? Oh, there is one? Oh, yeah. What is it? The Rob? No, I thought the Rob thing. No, if you don't get it before the time's up. Is it Romeo? Just, no. If we oh, don't get it, it's not worth it. You, you needed to apologize for Romeo months ago. We're still fighting the Romeo thing. John wants to reverse the trade and bring him back, but we'll save that for our spaces I during the week. Romeo back. Oh, <laughs> we can't, we can't, we can't have nuanced conversations. <laughs> we'll get to that we, conversation we, later. We really in the week. can't. We Is really it Derek can't. White related? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Anyway, um, Bucks, first thought. And we'll get into a deeper preview later. Worry meter. Where are you on it? A confidence meter. Where are you on it? Bobby, I know, is a little concerned. I'm worried. I'm yeah? very worried. Hold on. Yeah, you got to be very worried facing the champs. And Jimmy disappeared. No, I'm right so here. I'm worried about him. I'm right but I'm also worried about the Bucks. <laughs> no, I'm confident. You're facing Giannis. This guy, he's not going to stop. His motor isn't going to stop running until the double zeros hit that clock and you might be able to beat him one night. Next night, he's coming back better. He's going to push the series to six, seven games on his own effort. And he's, yeah, that's what brutal. I thought Durant was going to do. I thought I was saying the same thing about Durant. I mean, well, I'm, I'm one of the guys but... coming into the season who said Giannis is much. I'm only asking this question. So Bobby will have to apologize when the Celtics win. Yeah. Well, I might still pick the Celtics because of the key vulnerabilities that Jimmy and I kicked around. You have to pick the Celtics or else the chat will turn against you forever. Yeah, you have Bobby. No. And and, and Milwaukee won't embrace you. Milwaukee won't embrace you the way Toronto did. All right. I don't think. I have worries about the Bucs, too. I have big worries about the Bucs. What I said to John was it's very difficult to pick against the Celtics right now based on the way they're playing. I don't care. And they have home court in the series, too. And they have home court. Yeah. Huge. Might, might end up being huge in the end. The Bucks chose not to essentially have home court. Um, so now This could be the NBA Finals for Boston in round two. This might be the toughest team they face. That's all I'm saying. Now the Bucks play. All right, so that's Wednesday night in Milwaukee. Um, that's their game five. Yep. And if they win that one, we can probably expect maybe a Sunday game one in Boston. Yeah, yeah we'll figure out the schedule. But what do you think of the team, Jimmy? What I think of the Bucks. Oh, what I think of the Bucks. I mean, like you said, I mean they're they've been there, done that. They have the you know MVP caliber player in Giannis. They're a big team, so their size is is a lot different than what Brooklyn just gave you. Um, Yeah, they're gonna be a tough out. I'm still gonna take the Celtics in the series. I'm probably just gonna keep going Celtics in seven (laughs) because that's the coward. That's the coward's way out. Yeah. Cards way out, and hey, if I'm gonna pop a game or two, what can I Celtics say? Celtics and seven is the most cowardly prediction because you're still going homer with the seeds, but you're conceding <laughs> that it's going to be difficult. No, actually, I would actually, I could see the Celtics doing it in, in six, maybe. You know, I don't think I, I like the Celtics right now. I just think that they're playing. By the way, hard on both sides of the ball, and I'm not gonna pick against them until they prove me wrong. When talking about theatrics, I almost wrote my entire uh, preview that I ended up writing on CLNS Media with all the reasons the Nets was a bad decision and went Celtics in five. <laughs> anyway, and then I added one to go to six, but it was it was initially Celtics in five. I was going to be like, it was stupid, it was wrong, they're the toughest team, X, Y, and Z, and blah, blah, blah. You were blah. smart to do Celtics all that. Still, Celtics still win in five. You were um, uh, nervous about picking the Nets, and rightfully so. Yeah. Um, what do you got on the Bucks, John? I love the Bucks. I, I just like the team. But they're you know? boring. Huh? 
kind of I like the look. You can't not love Giannis after last year. You can't question his like will to. I don't know how you think they're boring, Jimmy. Last year, last year they took it. Yeah, last year Giannis. I used to think Giannis was like. I did too. No, 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 no. You got me. Oh yeah. You you think you think Giannis is boring? I don't know if you think the Bucks are boring, right, Jimmy? I thought it was Giannis' style. Yeah, it's more of a Giannis. It's more of a Giannis style thing. But last year, I love Giannis. Catapulted to the. He changed everything last year. I love Drew. I love Drew Holiday. You know, um, just I just. I, I I just like them. You know, it's it, it, you got good matchups everywhere in that series. Yeah, uh, I think that's what I like the Celtics' chances against them, but it's going to be much tougher. Um, and, and the reason why I think is because three point shooting I think is big with those guys. Uh, obviously that's what Giannis. That's what uh, helps Giannis in one way, and 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 that's what can kill the Celtics' um, defense in another. Right? I, I mean, if these guys get hot. I don't know what this what the story is with, with Chris Middleton, but I, I'm going to assume he's going to play at some point in this series right i mean depending on how things go um so that's big you know if you're, if you're if you're the celtics um having rob back is also big and i love the fact that he's got a couple games under his belt heading into the series plus probably like five days rest along with practice so that that bodes well for the Celtics' chances so i like their chances in this one but the only difference is uh between defending superstars is i, I don't think you're gonna get the, the kind of lackluster performances from Giannis that we just saw from from uh durant um his style of play the way he goes about his business it just doesn't, you know, you look at the way they shut down Durant. I, I didn't think this is just a different beast in the sense of how he attacks the rim. And, um, you, you know, the, the reason why, you know, obviously his strength and his, his skill set, but also because he has those shooters. You know, he has those um, that, Great that, role that support. Guys. Yeah. And then you got Drew Holiday getting it done on both ends. So that, that, that's the kind of player. That's the kind of player that you don't that, that the Celtics didn't see in this series, you know. That that's a huge upgrade to a you know compared to someone like Bruce Brown, you know. So um, the Celtics will have their hands full, but I, I don't. I like the chances. I really do. I, I think the, the the team that sticks out the most for me is is, is um, Miami, Miami. But we'll we'll cross that bridge, you know, if the Celtics get there. But yeah, I, I think that's the team that's uh, in terms of depth and, and overall strength and numbers. That's a I think that's a tougher opponent for for the Celtics than compared to Milwaukee. I like their chances, but be concerned. Like, I see a lot of flag waving in my mentions and in this chat here. Oh, they're going to breeze through the Bucks. It's going to be really hard. Why are you so pessimistic, Bobby? They played the Bucks very well this season, too. Yeah, they played they them played well. The but so, they've always uh, played them well, and they've Bobby, lost a lot of games. Bobby, are you a fan or what? Yeah, are you a fraud? I'm a fan of Giannis. I really am. <laughs> fraud, everybody. I love Giannis. I Giannis jersey on under that jacket. Milwaukee will be loving me next. I'll be getting beers thrown at me when I head up there. <laughs> but um, you guys are no, I I am leaning Celtics right now. I I think we can all save our picks. We'll have plenty of time to make them. But the uh, Middleton I'm injury, wait, I'm waiting till the last second, yeah. The Middleton injury changes everything, and not only that, I've been watching the Bucks a lot this year, and they are a little vulnerable in a couple different areas. But we'll get into that when we start previewing them. All right. Good stuff. Uh, we're going to wrap it. Thanks, guys, for hanging through a very short series. Everyone has a week to get their hard hats. If was you don't this have a, a hard hat yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. Was this a perfect four for four hard hat series yeah. for you, Jimmy? Perfect four for four. You wore it every game, right? Oh, it's like the bucket hat in Vegas. I will be wearing this hard hat in every postgame show after a win. You don't deserve the hard hat after a loss because you didn't come to work. You didn't work hard enough. But this is a this is the coming to work, hard hat on, lunch pail ready, steel to steel toe boots tied, reflective yep. vest on, coming to work, putting in the time. 
And I'll be honest, this is actually a legit hard hat. This is, um, what do they say here? Certified model. So this actually would work in a construction site. Yeah. Not, no, not to brag. Not to brag or anything, but just if anyone thinks I'm, I'm a poser, this is a legitimate hard yes. hat. So. Hard hat it is. So thank you guys for hanging through the series throughout the season, of course. But great. Four down, 12 to go. We hope to keep it rolling throughout the yeah. rest of this through multiple we'll series. And we'll be here. We're not going anywhere. Bobby Manning will be uh, and Joe Sway. And then Sherrod, obviously, will be uh, covering games in person, uh, home and away. Uh, Celtics will be back practicing and we'll have some news on the team. So make sure you check out clnsmedia.com and our YouTube channels. And if you're on it right now and you haven't subscribed already, please do so. Um, I, both our men's channel and the Celtics all access channel, uh, where you can get a lot of our daily content, Bobby Manning's reports and a bunch of other stuff, uh, that's around a lot of our Celtics podcasts on the CLNS media network. One last shout out to our sponsor. Hello, fresh. Hello, Fresh. Hello, Fresh. Banner 16, we're coming for you. <laughs> HelloFresh.com slash Banner 16 for 16 meals, guys. That's the that's why we're going Banner 16 here, okay? Yeah, right. Also, 1986. 86 Banner, that was a good that one. one. That was a great one. That was a good one. So I hear. That was a good one. Where I was born, but that's okay. Yeah, phone died. Boomer. Hi, Josue. Yeah, there we go. Charged up. Look how shiny he looks. Charged up. Let's go. We got some work to do. Okay, good. Just in time for the good. But please support our sponsors, guys. This is really yeah. a great one. This is a good. I mean, really, really good stuff. Meals delivered to your door. Anything you want. Fresh ingredients. Um, uh, lots to choose from. HelloFresh.com/slash/banner16. Use the code BANNER16, up to 16 free meals. Honestly, this is a ridiculous deal. If you've ever thought about doing that one of these crazy. meals, if you've ever thought That's about insane. doing one of these meal plans, go check this out. This is really worth it. So please do 16 so. 16 meals. And if, you're John, that that, if you're John, that's like three days worth of meals. <laughs> that's uh, I told Bobby, that's, that's, a, Bobby that's, a, that's a week's worth, no? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go have my 11th meal tonight as soon as we're done. <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, it's uh, about time for your feeding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we are gonna wrap it up. Thanks again for hanging out with us. Uh, for Joe Sway, Bobby Manning, Jimmy Toscano, I am John Zana. Celtics beat the Nets 116 112, sweep the series. Good I, to hate, none. I hate that team. Come on, we loved everything about it. Yeah. You love the storylines, yeah. now they're gone. You, they love Kyrie. you love Simmons, the Nash it's stuff. Insane. What 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 else would have packed up this much entertainment into it, you know? And a, and a trip to New York, good stuff for everybody. You guys, everybody won. Everybody wins. Here. New York pizza tonight for the boys. What are you guys getting? A little Brooklyn Brooklyn splice. Oh, let's there? do it, Josue. I'm hungry. A good idea. Yeah, I'm down. That's probably okay. the only thing open right now. Let's go. All right, let's all right. go. You guys go get some. We'll talk to you Shout guys later. Pounds.